There's a call come ringing Oh, the restless wave Send the light Send the light There are souls to rescue There are souls to save Send the light Send the light Send the light The blessed gospel light Let it shine From shore to shore Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today, send the light, send the light. And the golden offering at the cross we lay, send the light, send the light, send the light. Gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us pray that grace may everywhere abound. Send the light, send the light, and the Christ-like spirit everywhere be. From shore to shore, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love, send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above, send the light, send the light. From shore to shore, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Amen. Let me tell you, that gospel light will shine forevermore. Forever, God's Word is settled in heaven. Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love for which he loved us, even we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 
Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by <clears throat> by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off were made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he be reconciled both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom, all, who, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. All right, so return with me to Ephesians chapter 2 this morning, if you will. We have been teaching for a short while now on what happened in the Garden of Eden and the state that Adam and Eve were in, uh, that they walked with God, with God, that God created them in His own image. They were holy. They were righteous. They were good too until they disobeyed God. And we have seen through this study that Adam and Eve had access to all the trees in the garden except for the one that God forbade them to eat of and that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that grew in the midst of the garden along with the tree of life. It also grew in the midst of the garden in the midst of the garden. We have seen that, uh, or noticed rather, that Adam and Eve had access to the tree of life. But when they were expelled from the garden, they lost this access to the tree of life. And God set up cherubims with a flaming sword on, at the east of the garden. And there, man was allowed to come to God and present sacrifices. And we're going to see that uh, here in the book of Genesis uh, with the life stories of Cain and Abel. We're going to see that they were able to come and present sacrifices to God. But they did not have access to the tree of life. All right. We looked at what was lost in the fall. And this is what was lost, access to to the tree of life. Now, we saw that the tree of life represented Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the life. He is the life giver. All life comes from Him. He's the creator of all things. Nothing that was created was created without Him. He is the second person of the Godhead. All right. God created man in his image 
But man, to a degree, lost that image in that he was no longer holy, righteous, and good. No, now he was a sinner separated from God. He lost the contact that he had. He lost the connection that he had with God. And consequently, it was passed down on all of his offspring through the seed of the man, if you will. All right. We saw in Ephesians chapter 4. Well, let's look at that. Ephesians chapter 4. You can you can see how good God is, and he's uh, put these two uh, studies, these two messages together. He does that. Brother Chuck and I uh, don't usually talk about what we're going to talk about, what we're going to teach on. But I won't read all of this, but in verse 18, verse 17, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. What happened to Adam and Eve? What did they lose? Access to the tree of life? They lost the saving knowledge of God. Their understanding was darkened. And that's what Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus here. Having the understanding darkened and therefore being alienated from the life of God through ignorance, the ignorance that is in them. Now they didn't know God like they did before. They lost that. They lost that loving connection because of the blindness of their heart. You see, now, after the fall, man's heart is wicked. Who can know it? Only God. Man's heart is now enmity, the Bible teaches us, against God. From Adam and Eve down. That's the natural heart. The natural uh, desires of the heart are against God. It was inherited again through Adam. All right. Who being, verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Is that the natural man or what? Are we greedy? Wow. Yeah. We are, aren't we? We want all the the uh, praise, all the attention for ourselves naturally, don't we? Oh, verse 20 says, But ye have not so learned Christ. What did Adam and Eve lose when they were expelled from the garden? The saving knowledge of God. What was given to you when God quickened you? Brother Gene just read it. He just read it, and ye hath, you hath he quickened who were dead and trespasses and sins, or separated from the knowledge, the saving knowledge, the powerful knowledge of God. Wherein in times past you walked according to this world, the course of this world. But we have been sanctified, we have been set apart. When God quickened you, what does that mean? 
Well, we know that it literally means to make alive. Well, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Again, the word death or dead is a separation, and that's simply what it means. It's a separation. Adam and Eve were separated from God. You and I have been joined to God. When He quickened us or He made us alive, He rejoined the connection that Adam and Eve lost by disobedience. Yes, we work out our own salvation, but we are saved unto good works. We don't do good works and then God saves us for them. It's the other way around, isn't it? All right. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him. You didn't hear the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ until you, by the love of God, were given ears to hear spiritually. You were given the ability to realize that it's for you. You were given the ability to realize that it was for you that he hung on that cross. It was for you that he came and walked a human life in a sinful, fallen world. It was for you that he suffered. You were unable to realize that until God spoke to you. Even as he spoke to Lazarus when he said, Lazarus, come forth. What state was Lazarus in? Dead for four days. He was already decomposing. That's what causes that smell. His sister told him, told the Lord, he stinks. The natural man stinks too, doesn't he? Stinks of sin. Because he's separated from life. As Lazarus was in the tomb. Lazarus came forth. Because God quickened him and gave him life. God did the same for you and for me. And oh, those words to Jesus. Jesus told him, said, loose him. Loose him. Loose him from what? He was wrapped in grave cloths. And that's what they did. He was bound. He couldn't move. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. That's what he's doing for us. He's loosening us from the grip of this natural, sinful person that we've always been. Oh, but all things are passed away. Old things are passed away. All things are new. But we are a new creature. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. What's the truth in Jesus? That God is in control, even in salvation. That Jesus came and took the punishment that you and I deserve. That He completely paid the price for your eternal life. The truth is, He paid the entire price. And He gifted this life to you. Why did He love us? 
I have no idea. He wanted to is all I can come up with. But praise God that He did. He loved us in spite of ourselves. Now, back to our passage in Ephesians chapter 2. I think we're in verse 11. Ephesians 2.11 says, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Now, he's talking about God's chosen people and God's not chosen people. Alright? Jews and the Gentiles. God created Adam. Adam sinned, fell from uh, grace, fell from God. We come down to the flood. Man's sinfulness was so bad that God said He regretted creating man. So God destroyed everything on the earth except for Noah and Noah's family. They came through the flood. They started over, didn't they? On the earth. Mankind started over on the earth. And then we have the lineage we can follow. From Noah, Shem, right on down to Abraham. God chose Abraham out of a foreign land. Out of his land, I'm sorry. Out of his native land to go into a foreign land. Abraham picked up everything, Abram picked up everything and did it. He went and followed God, though he didn't even know where he was going. But he believed and trusted God. Alright. So, there began God's chosen people. They were separate from the world. They are very typical uh, of God's chosen people living in a sinful world or among the Gentiles. So, okay. So, we got that straight between the uh, the Jews and the Gentiles. God's chosen people and those who are not. Which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. This was an, an ordinance. or This was a commandment that God gave Abraham, remember. And it was a symbol of being different. It was a symbol of cutting away the sinfulness of the flesh. Now, spiritually, that's what God has done and is doing with us in this spiritual life that we're living today. He's cutting away the sinfulness of the flesh. All right? Verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Gentiles weren't part of the family of God. And strangers from the covenants of promise. And that was the the promises uh, to Abraham of this uh, promised land, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off, are made near by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who hath made both one. There was a separation there, and that separation 
was made by God. God chose Abraham and his descendants or his chosen people, family, nation. Verse 14 says, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. So you see, the Gentiles were a picture of the unsaved. The Jewish nation were the family of God. But Jesus changed all that, didn't he? He did. He changed all that. He broke down this middle wall of partition. Even when he was hanging on the cross and he gave up the ghost, he submitted unto death for you and for me. The symbol, the symbolism of the veil being rent or ripped from top to bottom showed that all had access to Christ now, not just the high priest. Remember, that's, that's who you had to go through the high priest. But see, Jesus became our high priest. He represented us to God and does so even today. So they were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel not because the Jews were a superior race, not because they were better than anybody else, but because of God's grace and mercy. Again, typical of us. Verse 12 said that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. That was us when unsaved, before being saved, having no hope and without God in the world. No hope. No desire for God. No love for God. No connection to God. But the Lord Jesus Christ broke down that wall of partition. He opened up access when He gave His life, His perfect life that He lived he did it for you. And it was a life like we live. He hurt. He went through misery. He had pains. And he went through all of that representing us. All right. Adam which was the head of all humans, rebelled against God, didn't he? He fell. Again, we see that they were allowed to come and approach God through these sacrifices based on the promise to the race or the family, to Adam's descendants. Again, after the flood, it started over. God made a covenant with Noah, didn't he? And his descendants. Now, verse 15. 
We're talking about those in Jesus Christ who were once far off, made near by the blood of Christ. He's our peace. He's broken down this middle wall of partition. He, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. What did I say about our natural heart earlier? It's enmity against God, right? Oh, the Gentiles hated the Jews. Still do. An enmity against God. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of twain, of two, one new man, so making peace. Jesus made peace with God for you. This confidence that you have that Jesus died on the cross for you and that you will spend eternity praising Him, it came with a great and terrible price. He bought our lives. Verse 16 says, And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Verse 19. But fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You are part of his bride this morning. You are designated by God to be here and to be a part of the bride of Christ chosen before the foundation of the world and loved from before the foundation of the world. His churches make up His bride. He lives in His churches. He lives in His people by the Spirit. And we see in the New Testament, in different places, where God's people try to keep that wall of partition up. They try to uh, live by legalism, by following the commandments. Jesus Christ already kept every commandment for you and for me. Yes, He's training us. He's teaching us as He draws us to Himself. He's teaching us to grow by reliance on Him and on His strength. Again, He lives among us. Verse 20 said, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. That's us. That's God's people. God has put us here. He is in control of all these things. In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God. Sometimes... We forget that the Lord lives within us. Know ye not that the body that you live in is is the temple of God. Oh, that we would keep it holy. Oh, that we would remember 
what the Lord has done for us. And that He lives within us. And He gives us this strength and this power to be how? Like Him. That's what we've been preaching on, isn't it? God is conforming you into the image of His perfect, holy, righteous Son, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The strength and the power comes from Him. He has broken down the wall of partition between man and God. What a Savior. What a provider. What else do we need? Nothing. Just Jesus Christ. Oh, that we would seek Him in everything that we do. He's the nucleus of our life. When we look into our hearts, realize Jesus is there. The Lord lives within you. When we look to Him, we grow in strength and in confidence, in faith. Our belief in what He's doing every day with and for us is strengthened. But when we look outside to the world, we are weakened and we are prone to return those things that separate us from God. And if we're not careful, we'll want to put that wall back up again, won't we? We teach obedience because of love. There's a difference between that and legalism. Yes, we are to obey God's Word. Absolutely. And we strive to do so. But we realize it's in obedience to a God who's already done it for us. Oh, what a Savior to provide all that we need every day, every moment. May God bless the reading of His Word this morning on this beautiful Lord's Day. We praise Him for Your presence. We praise Him for His Word for the life that resides in His Word and that He gives us and we are able to feed on and live on. Praise the Lord. What a Savior.